Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. And welcome to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. one 405 We're here celebrating our connection with our pets every weekend. We hope you're sitting there with your pets. You gotta gather them around the radio. Yeah, let them listen. They'll enjoy it. They'll learn a little something too. <laughs> Today, Dick Van Patten. Always to watch him on Eight is Enough. Dick Van Patten is joining us. And we also have Donny Osmond this week. And Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, answering your most vexing dog behavior questions at one eight six six four oh five eight four oh five. What's really in your pet food? Oh, I'm afraid to look. We'll talk to nutritionist Anitra Fraser. You should be. Also, animal communicator Joy Turner joining us. Let's go to the phones first. Hi, who's this? Hi, my name's Annette. Um, I have, uh, I'm listening to you on 920 Radio in San Luis Obispo, California. That would be KVEC, I believe. 920? I believe that's it. Yes, Well, thank you. Anita is your name? My name's Annette. Annette. Okay, how you and- doing? I'm doing pretty good. My dog's name is Number Nine. Number Nine. Why Number Nine? <laughs> it's uh, well after the Beatles song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she's a 158 pound lab mastiff mix. Uh huh. And the other day, I fell over her, and I'm I'm thinking she's not showing any signs of any problems or anything, but she's old. You know, she's got arthritis on one of her front legs. We give her meds for that. But I'm concerned about her internal organs because, I mean, I tripped and fell pretty hard on her. Is there any reason that you should believe that something's wrong? No, she's eating, she's drinking. I just, I love her so much. I'm sure. concerned. How big is she? 158 pounds. <laughs> pretty pretty big dog there. Yeah, she's laughing mastiff. Well, wow. my, immediately I would think that if she is uh, eating and she is pooping and she's not showing any outward signs that she's okay. That, that, Bless your heart. And can I just say this? I am so glad you guys got Animal Radio. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. That that, that warms the cockles of my heart there. (laughs) That's what we do it for, for people like you. (laughs) Thank you. No, thank you guys. And, yeah, I was just a little concerned. and I just needed to hear a voice say, it's okay. You know, I just keep an eye on her, and it sounds like everything's normal. And at that size, it's going to take a pretty good knock. To take her down, it sounds. I weigh two hundred pounds. Okay, <laughs> just keep an eye on her. And if you see anything unusual, if she stops eating or pooping, uh, then then schedule a, an immediate visit to the vet. There, okay. And Absolutely. Thank you. Is number nine the only animal you have? Yes. We go into the prize closet and dig out something for number nine. Let's do it. We're going to sure, do that. Yes, please. Hold on one second, Annette. Thank you so much Bye. for calling Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. We need to get some info from you. Okay. No problem. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An upscale German restaurant says your dog is welcome, but keep those crying kids at home. Peter DeGlay, the owner of Boheme, says his customers work hard and don't come to his restaurant to hear children crying. He says they want peace and quiet and have complained to him on several occasions. Now people with children are complaining. Some people are protesting while others are applauding the new rule. DeGlay, the father of two, doesn't understand what all the fuss is about. He says children are welcome at lunch, just not at dinner, when he says they should be home sleeping anyway. So for now, at Boheme, you and your dog can make a dinner reservation. Just 
keep the barking to a minimum, please. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Rue McClanahan on Animal Radio. Stay and neuter your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I just uh, got back from the kitchen, the Animal Radio Ranch kitchen, Mm -hmm. because Boog wanted to show me something. He wanted to show me Nike... The cat with attitude, catitude, was on the was on the counters. Oh, and he's not allowed. He's not allowed on the counters. None of the cats are allowed on the counters. Boog knows that he's not allowed on the counters. But when he sees another cat on the counters, he has to get either you or me or one of the other Animal Radio staff to go get Nike off the counter. It's like he's a tattletaling. <laughs> on one hand, I'm like, you know, you're tattletaling. And on the other hand, I'm thinking, this is just an amazing cognitive event that's happening what's going on in his head Uh to know that it's wrong and to come get me to discipline nike one pet disciplining another (laughs) kind of policing the other animals very very strange vlade what do you have coming up on today's show Yes, I can explain to your listeners what is the two biggest mistakes people make in the relationship with their pets. I'm going to talk about why it's so, so harmful to treat your dog as the human because in response, your dog will treat you as the dog. And of course, I'm going to talk about what is so bad about provide the welfare for your pets. Okay, that's all coming up today on Animal Radio. Also, Donny Osmond. You booked the great Donny Osmond to join us? Yes, I have to say I'm a big fan. (laughs) I bet you are. Okay, (laughs) 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Kathy from Arizona. Hi, Kathy. How you doing? I'm doing great. This is Hal from Utah. Well, Hal from Utah, I'm so glad they added you guys. Oh, good. It is so fun to learn something. At the same time, I'm having fun. What can we do for you today? Well, I kind of have a little cute story about uh, my dog that polices my cat. Your your <laughs> dog polices your cat? Well, I've got a scruffy little Heinz 57, as my mom calls him. Uh-huh. And his name is Oscar. Uh-huh. And I've got a beautiful black cat. And, of course, his name is Felix. Uh, and I actually Felix. rescued him from our local shelter. They've grown up together. Oh, um, wow. Um, but they both know that they're not allowed on my bed. And the other day I was getting ready for work, and I was in a little bit of a hurry, and I must have left my bedroom door open. Well, uh-huh. when I came home from work, Oscar's always at the door greeting me very loudly. Uh-huh. And I open the door, and I let him outside to do his business, and usually he wanders around and smells the trees, and I can't get him back in the house. Uh-huh. He ran to the door, wanted back in the house, and I was like, wow, this is too quick. Went into the kitchen to give him his usual treat, and I looked around, and he was gone. And I could hear him barking, uh-huh. and it was coming from my room. Huh. And I, I walked down the hall, and he was standing at the foot of my bed, just barking at me, looking at the bed, barking back and forth. And I was like, what's your problem? And I look over, and Felix is laying very casually in the middle of the bed, <laughs> very happy, unfazed by the barking, by the way. Uh-huh. So I scooped him up, and I put him on the floor, and they both went out to the, uh, to the living room, and they sat on opposite ends of the couch. Uh-huh. And Felix turned his back to Oscar and started cleaning himself. And Oscar was had his head all up in the air like, well, I've done my good deed for the day. <laughs> <laughs> They're just 
just like kids. Uh, just, oh, they just crack me up. They're so much fun. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard Canine Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Flabosin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flabosin. Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flabosin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well. To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Global Pet Finder is the world's first GPS location device for pets. Simply attach Global Pet Finder to your pet's collar and you can monitor your dog's location 24-7. Use our geofence feature or simply dial found from your wireless device and every three minutes Global Pet Finder will send you a message with your pet's exact location. For more information, visit us at www.globalpetfinder.com and find peace of mind today. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I got an email at your voice at animalradio.com. Mm-hmm. It came in last week after Jan Rasmussen was on the show. She had the five top things that your vet won't tell you. Yes. It reads, I'm a veterinarian. After a long morning doing office calls on a Saturday... I tune into Animal Radio to hear, and to my dismay, Jan Rasmussen's five things your vet won't tell you. Now, I knew this email was coming, ladies and gentlemen. I, knew, I, I didn't know who, who it was coming from. She goes on to say, apparently, we veterinarians know nothing about nutrition. 
I do not choose my diets or pharmaceuticals for profit potential. I choose them based on their efficacy in promoting the health of my patients. She says, I've lost many animals due to salmonella infections from the poisonous raw diets Ms. Rasmussen alluded to. I think Animal Radio has a responsibility to avoid broadcasting dangerous recommendations concerning our pets. I, I agree. Yes. Point taken. Yes. I'd like to say just because it's on Animal Radio doesn't mean we advocate it. We're sort of like, uh, oh, what is that network? Fox Network, sort of? Sort of. We kind of bring you the full spectrum from one end to the other. We report it, you decide, I believe is their motto. And I think it's time to bring in our Animal Radio senior nutritionist, Anitra Fraser, who's been studying pet nutrition long before the recall. Hi, Anitra. How are you doing? Hi. Nice to hear your voice again, Hal. I have questions for you. Okay. Big time questions. I have cats that like what we call, we actually call this food kitty crack. And I'll t- <laughs> it's, it's kitten caboodle. It's a Purina food. Oh, yeah. And we call it kitty crack because we can get our cats to do just about anything with it. They love it. And they're addicted to it. And if you get in between the food bowl and their mouths when it's in there, you're in trouble. <laughs> Unlike the healthy foods that we feed them, this is only a treat that we give them every once in a while. But generally, their diet is a high-end premium foods and they're very healthy animals. But I just don't understand what is in this food that makes them so crazy. Well, all any of the big conglomerates, what they're focusing on, they want big sales. And they can get those big sales by doing various things they, they to make the cats really, really want the food. Different cats crave different types of things. Uh, some are, crave salt, some crave sugar. Some like the really, really strong smell of fish. Mm. Um, I have found that they put in both high salt and high sugar, and that hits a very wide spectrum of the cats. Anitra, I'd like to go over some of the ingredients here, and I'm going to encourage listeners to go grab a can of their food or a bag of their food that they're feeding their animals out of their closet right now and see if some of the same ingredients that I'm reading off of this label here apply to your foods, and let's find out what they really mean, okay? Okay. We're starting with ground yellow corn. Ground yellow corn. That's that, the first ingredient That's listed? the first ingredient. Okay. Cats are carnivores. And they don't digest carbohydrates easily, and that's not what they need. The label has to list in order of, of the amount. So, in other words, you're feeding mostly corn to mm. cat. Corn is a really good source of sugar. So if they're going for a high sugar taste, then using corn would, would, would give that taste. And also, you'll find that, like, if they're going to use salt... They won't just say salt because you'd have to put that too high up on the label. They'll break it into there's some salt and there's some sodium chloride, which means salt. And then there's cheddar cheese, which is very, very, they could buy one that's very, very, very high in salt. And you'll, they're cagey. They break it down. So that the reason for the corn is probably the sugar taste. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Corn gluten meal. Gluten is higher in sugar. Okay. Meat and bone meal. Well, the meal part, it means it's very low quality. Um, 
because they've probably they've probably used it, used something that's going off. That's something that's being thrown away. From... Something that's thrown away. Something that's rotten. But they can quote sanitize it uh. by cooking it a long time at a high temperature and then drying it down and then spraying it with. Uh, antibacterials mm. and then drying it again so if you see meal that means it's very very highly processed this is what i mean by low quality food yeah but it's not what your animal swallows that's going to help him it's what your animal's body is able to digest and assimilate and use now do cats eat a lot of soybean because i'm seeing soybean meal uh that's a really cheap source of protein that is are very, very difficult for a cat to digest. Here again, we call it low quality because it's very hard. She'll swallow it, but she won't get the good of it. You're making expensive tea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and animal fat preserved with mixed tocopherols, if I'm saying this that right. This is good. This is good. <laughs> animal fat is fine. <laughs> they need more fat than we do. Okay. And preserving it with tocopherols is, tocopherols are vitamin E. Okay. Various kinds of vitamin E. So that's okay. You found something that was good. Okay, congratulations. A chicken byproduct meal. Woo! Byproducts means uh, feathers, feet, combs, heads, uh, maybe intestines. I don't know. It's parts of the chicken that you would not normally use. Okay. And so the reason it has to be meal is because uh, it has to be 12% digestible. Uh. Not even 50%, but if it's 12%, yeah. you can throw it in there legally. So they grind it into a meal, and they pre-digest the meal a little bit, and they can use this really, really, really cheap parts of the chicken. And also as meal, the buyer will not recognize ah. What it is. It'll so, just be this part of this mush in there. <laughs> the leftover parts, and of course they have that as uh, turkey, they have that as salmon, they have that as tuna. And then they do list salt up here as well as potassium chloride. You're kidding. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, potassium chloride is salt substitute. Okay. So it's actually not so bad, but it'll give kind of a salty taste. So they're beckoning the cats in. They're hooking the cats with saltiness. Talking about hooking the cats, what about hooking the people? It says uh, added color, red 40, yellow 5, yeah. blue 2. <laughs> and shapes a little fish yeah. and little stars. Yes. Well, this red 40 and yellow 2 is not food. It's chemicals. Yes. And that is, you're right, you put your finger on it. That's to hook the owner, to make the two, it's lying to the owner. Mm. We'll put some coloring in here to make you think that it's red, like meat. I hear this all the time. People say, I feed this particular food to my cat. I fed this food for 20 years. The cat lived 20 years. What do you think about that, Hal? And I, my mouth just drops open. What, what do I say to that? Lucky? No, I'll say, uh, you know, it makes me wonder how long your cat would have lived and what would have been the state of your cat's health if you had fed something really good. Okay, let's talk about what we should be looking for on our label. What should the first ingredient be? The first ingredient should be a meat. Okay. Not a meat meal, but a meat. If they say chicken or beef mm. or beef liver, something like that. No uh, byproducts. See, as people get wary... They changed the labeling laws to protect the big manufacturers, the big conglomerates. 
the carnations, mm. the Purinas. Um, they wanted to force the health food, cat foods, to have to put byproducts on their label. So they said that liver and lungs are byproducts. Okay. See? So, of course, we want to use liver. Mm-hmm. And lungs are perfectly good. What kind of things are really inside some of these <laughs> foods? Like, I hear euthanized yeah. animals. Could this be true? Yeah. Well, you're courageous, Hal. This is not something that I bring up to the average client because, you know, some usually with my clients, I'm preaching to the choir. Yes. I don't. Ha- they don't have to know that sort of thing because they'll never even get near it. They're using something like pet guard food, which mm. is you know, pure as the driven snow. Good stuff. Yeah, really, it's the best. It's it's the best I know in mm-hmm. the country, or has been for years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, meat. If you see the word meat, does that send off an alarm in your mind? No. You mm-hmm. say, oh, meat, of course there's meat in here. But if they didn't say beef, and they didn't say chicken, and they didn't say lamb, meat can include the Mustangs off of our Western Plains. Wow. That they're that they're their youth they're they're killing them they're just killing them they're getting rid of them because they're eating the grass that their big 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 ranchers want it can uh, include uh, dolphins caught in the tuna nets very very careless big big fishermen they just don't throw the dolphins back they just separate them and sell them to the pet food industry mm-hmm. and yes it can include the euthanized dogs and cats. Mm. The, the, the shelters, unfortunately, of which there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm going to refer listeners that are interested in this topic and want to feed their pets better food to your book, which is, what is that, about a decade ago that it first came out? No, it came out first in 1981. Wow. It was updated in 1991. Mm-hmm. And finally, this year, they are allowing me to expand and update it again. And a lot has happened since 1991, and it is supposed to come out. I'm working on it now. You know, we're going to the, the uh, typeset manuscript is supposed to come to me by the end of May. Okay. And there's, it's supposed to be on the shelves in time for this coming Christmas. Okay, so you'll be looking for the new natural cat. It's going to be the natural cat. We're taking out the word new. new. Which I never wanted in there in the first place. <laughs> the natural cat, and of course, if you can't Updated. wait, you can't wait till that time. You can get it right now in, in the version, yeah. the, the latest version. You can get from Amazon the okay. new natural cat, and it has all this information in it. Anitra Fraser joining us. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Scary stuff there. Make you look at your food once or twice. I always say, if you can't eat it yourself, your your pets can't eat it. Really, I eat all the food that my pets eat. If you're playing the animal radio at home game, go ahead, move your game piece forward one space. Dick Van Patten on the way. It's like a dad to me. Also, Donny Osmond, not like a dad to me. Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, answering your questions at 1 866 405 8405. Are you a skeptic? Do you believe in animal communication? We have an animal communicator on the way. Actually, a couple of people will talk about animal communication all right here on Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
This is an Animal Radio News Update made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The advertising promise is a great product, and for millions of pet owners, it does the trick of getting rid of ticks and fleas. But area vets like Dr. Paul Jacko in Marshall County, Kentucky, are seeing a fair share of adverse side effects due to Primaris. Dr. Jacko describes warning signs as, quote, lethargic for a day or two, up to three days, 24 to 72 hours, just a little bit lethargic, and they can have a nervous twitching and hypersalivation associated with Primaris, end quote. Pen owners have been hitting the Internet blogs, warning others to stay away from the product. Dr. Jacko says, regardless of the medicine you choose to treat your animal, be on the lookout for the two key side effects. First, is your dog or cat feeling lethargic? And second, are they twitching? The company that sells Primaris has had reports of some problems and deals with them on a case-by-case basis. Primaris's representative, veterinarian Dr. Tom Lintz, explains, quote, We have a group of veterinarians in the company that handle these adverse events when people call in, and we investigate them thoroughly to make sure it is the product and it's not a concurrent product or something else going on, end quote. Last Christmas, Tracy Ginder of Mount Pleasant, North Carolina, collected and mailed holiday presents for military personnel. Having also rescued animals from shelters in the past on her own, she found she just didn't have enough room for all the military pets that needed new homes when their owners were deployed. So she created the online military pet outreach network to help find homes for all kinds of pets that otherwise could end up at shelters. It's connected to the popular site PetFinder.com. Ginder has been asked to help place hamsters from Camp Lejeune and cats from Hawaii, saying, quote, you help one person and word of mouth spreads, end quote. If you'd like to help, dog foods needed, heartworm preventative medication, litter boxes, dog houses, and kennels are also needed. You can reach Tracy Ginder at militarypetoutreach at yahoo.com. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at animalradio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles, leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Talk to anyone about the ability to communicate with your pets, and you'll find varied responses. You'll find some skeptical people that Mm -hmm. say, you know, you really can't do that. And then you'll find people that say, I do it all the time. And then there's people that believe that everybody has this ability, but they have to hone it. In fact, you're born with it, and it sort of gets dampened. That's what I believe Marta Williams believes. Marta, hi, Marta. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me on. First, I want to preface that you're from a scientific background, and I want to say that for those skeptics that are listening. (laughs) Yeah, I think everybody's skeptical about this until they start doing it, and that's really the way that I say you convince yourself, and that's how I convinced myself. I I kind of approached it like a scientific experiment. Okay, how did you do that, what happened, and what did you learn? What I did was first learned how to do it and sort of taught myself, because I learned it 
a while ago and weren't that many classes at that time. And when you say it, we're talking about communicating with your animal. Is that Intu- correct? Intuitively, yes. Intuitively, or without even talking, just... Telepathically okay. would be another way to talk about okay. it. Yeah. So sending mental ideas, words, and mentally sending feelings and even images. Mm. Um, so what I did was learn how to do it and then work with animals that I didn't know to ask the questions that I could then go to their people and say, okay, is this is this true about your animal? For example, with a dog, I'd ask the dog, do you like to go in water? Do you like to play with kids? Do you like to go in the car? What does your house look like? What's your favorite place to walk? And then i go back to the person and say, okay, is this, 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 this true? Mm. And when you do that enough times and get enough confirmation, even the most skeptical brain has to capitulate and go, you know, there's something to this. Wow. So you, you send and you receive, uh, That's right. but not at the same. It's sort of like my internet connection. I, I receive really fast. I send really slow. It's, a little, <laughs> it's a little harder to uh, to do that with animals. It's a little harder to receive. Is that correct? You know, initially it is because we're just not used to it. Um, what I say is that we have been uh, influenced by modern culture, but they haven't been. So we were taught to repress our intuition, but as children we, we did it quite readily. Animals were never conditioned. So they're still really masters at it. Um, So what I tell people is there's two experiments. The first one is you talk to them and assume that they can understand you and hear you. So, for example, my sister did this with her horse who loves to eat. And she tried the experiment. She said his name is Ollie and he's a big, fat, draft horse, black. Um, And she said, Ollie, if you really love me as much as I think you do, come over here and give me a kiss. And he actually stopped eating, which just about gave her apoplexy because he never stops eating uh-huh. and he actually walked over and gave her a kiss and so for her that was like it you know she said okay i know this talking stuff works you can do that kind of experiment you can what i tell people is just for two weeks talk to your animal uh-huh. as if you believe that your animal can understand you the same way a person would what do you Try have to the lose? experiment yes what do you have to lose for two weeks just talking yeah it's free it doesn't cost you anything and it could actually open a lifetime yeah. of communication yeah. with your animal like another example on that is uh, a woman who is in my current book ask your animal um had a dog that was uh, starting to bite she rescued it and he was starting to bite her and she didn't know what to do and so she called me and and well, actually, she didn't call me. She had my book, and she read the book, my previous book, and she said, she said, well, what have I got to lose? Just like what you said, I'll just try it. And she just went to him and said, look, Sparky, if you don't stop bark- biting, your history. You just do not get to bite me. And um, the next time she went to grab his collar, he started to bite, looked at her, and went, in his head, she could just see the wheels turning. He went, okay, I can't do that anymore. And he never did it again. And he turned into a really great dog that you can trust with kids and stuff. Now, I'm not saying that's going to work with every dog, but it is an ex- it probably won't. But it's an example of how this actually can work and be just amazingly, uh, you know, convincing. Is there a sense of anthropomorphism to this? Well, there is. Um, I, I am a scientist. I am a wildlife biologist. I've worked with animals all my life, and I believe that science has it wrong. I believe that animals are very uh, close to us in terms of their emotions, their intelligence, and I also believe that animals have a spirit, have, have the, you know, the same way people do. So I think that science has put up this barrier to us really understanding what animals and nature are about by by labeling people as anthropomorphic when, in fact, I think that's a false construct. 
Do the messages ever get mixed up when we try to send them something that comes out wrong and they're really confused? <laughs> or we receive something that wasn't supposed to be sent to us? Yeah, because I Does think that ever all happen? kinds of things. That... Yeah, that I don't want my animal to know sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I have some bad news for you. Um, yes. Animals can read your mind. Uh. Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, like like if a, if a really, really nice dog all of a sudden acts really strange to somebody, you can pretty much be sure there's something weird about that person. So you can't hide anything from them. <laughs> hey, I'm going to encourage listeners to take the, what do you call it, the two-week test, the, the talking experiment. The talking experiment. Can we go ahead and publish a little bit of this talking experiment, which you have in the press release at our website here so people can Absolutely. see Absolutely. Okay, we're going to yeah, do that. Please do. At AnimalRadio.com. Marta, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Marta Williams, the book, Ask Your Animal. I have 10 copies to give away, one 405 8405. Now, you still may be a skeptic. Coming up in just a couple of minutes here, we're going to have animal communicator Joy Turner talk to your animals. If you'd like to speak to your animals via Joy, why don't you go ahead, give us a call right now at 1-866-405-8405. Now, I believe there is a certain communication that exists between animals. Between animals and us, yes, definitely. But I am still sort of a skeptic with the whole animal <laughs> communicator thing. You go for it full blow, don't you? I do. I, you know, I believe in it. I think something in the next, you know, my animal's there. And I, I think they really do understand. We don't have to say it out loud. They just, if you're really close and have a bond with your animal, you can communicate without words. Now, animal communicator Joy Turner, she's been doing this for a while. She communicates with animals. She claims that she can communicate uh, if they've passed on to the other side. Yes. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and take a call and we'll let you decide. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Stacy from Arizona. Hi, Stacy. How are you doing? Very good. You Arizonians always have... Is that what they call you, Arizonians? You're you're always in this warm weather phase. I think they call most of us snowbirds, but yeah, <laughs> yeah Arizonans <laughs> and snowbirds. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's about 78 degrees yesterday. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. I'm, I'm just... You know what? I'm so jealous and envious right now. I'm just going to let you speak to Joy, okay? <laughs> Stacy, can you tell me who you'd like to speak with today? I would like to speak with my cat named Booger. Booger's a boy? Booger is a boy. Okay. And he has been absolutely wild since the time he was a kitten. And I was just wondering why. I've, he lives. He's lived in my house for seven years, and I've petted him maybe a dozen times. We have to trap him for his shots, and he's just crazy. I don't, I don't understand. Okay, why well, he... hang on a second, and okay. let me get him to settle down enough to talk with me. Best of luck with that. Um, He kind of talks at me in little short phrases, so let me ask him why, if there's a particular reason he likes his behavior, and what what exactly are you looking to have him behave like, Stacey? I would just like to be able to pay him on a kid. He's a beautiful, long-haired cat. I need to be able to groom him, give him his shots, uh, just to, you know, be be a pet, you know? He says, well, and he calls you honey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he says, well, honey, if that was the kind of cat you wanted, that wasn't the kind of cat you got. Got it. That and sounds like booger. He says that he likes being like he is. He assumed when you invited him into your home that he was going to be able to live his life and you would just take care of him. That's pretty much what's going on. And that's pretty much what he wants. <laughs> Can you have him calm down enough to get his shots, to be a bit brushed? I mean, he has a big he, mat he on He doesn't him. see a point in any of those things. Yeah. Well, he thinks he has his own immunity. He thinks he doesn't need any of those things, and he wants to know. He says he'll be a compromising cat with you. If you'll let go of some things, he'll try to help with others. Okay, what would he like me to let go of? He doesn't see any point in you pulling something through his hair that pulls on his hair. 
How about if I cut it out because he's got a big mat? He says he wants to know what, other than the fact that you don't like the way it looks, is there any health issue to him? Well, I think it would be painful to him just to have it hanging there all the time. He says, well, he's not crazy about it when he gets caught on things when he's out. Right. So, so this is the kind of way you're going to have to work with him. What's the benefit to him? And then do I need to, to scruff him when I do it? <laughs> um, so scruff him would be holding him by a scruff? Right. He says, well, he's and he laughs about, about this. He says he kind of thinks he's going to need to get tied down, but <laughs> he says he'll try to be a little more patient and tolerant than that. That would be good. If you could not bite me, that would be really good. He said, boy, you're asking a lot. <laughs> he's a funny boy. He's my wild one, yes. Well, thank you so much for calling today. Hold on one second, Stacy. Thanks. Joy, so much. if somebody wants to get in touch with you during the week, how can they do that? Go through my website at talkwithyouranimals.com. And you can hear Joy Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays, an hour long, right here on Animal Radio at animalradio.com. Flavocin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin. Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavocin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well. To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Hi, this is Clive Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And they called it Puppy Love. And we're welcoming to our airwaves Donnie Osmond. Very special reason because, you see, we've been talking all morning. You've been listening about working out with your pet. Judy, of course, works out on a treadmill. All the time. W- with with your cat. You actually have your treadmill and a cat treadmill, and you, you guys work out together. Together. Same. And this is great because your partner will never cancel on you. Your workout partner <laughs> will always be there. Also on a treadmill today is Donnie Osmond. Hi, Donnie. How you doing? You know, that's the perfect song to play, Puppy Love. Of course. <laughs> of course. Do you have any pets at home? Uh, a couple birds is all. We we had a uh, black lab, and uh, so I've had animals all over the uh, you know throughout the years, but not right now. Just the birds. Yeah, you sound a little tired. Is that because you're working? Hey, I have been on a treadmill since five o'clock this morning, dude. <laughs> <laughs> really? Now, how many miles have you gone so far? I don't know, but I just looked at the pedometer, and uh, I've got twelve thousand steps. Twelve thousand wow. steps. That's pretty good. That Workout. equals about six miles. Six miles. And now, why are you doing this? Because uh, it's kind of, uh, no pun intended, close to my heart. Uh, I, lo- I lost my dad about four or five months ago, heart complications. Mm. Four Sorry. years ago, I lost my mom from a massive stroke, oh, which wow. uh, is the number three killer in this country, and, and heart disease is the number one killer. <laughs> and so when the American Heart Association called me up and, 
and asked if I would uh, kind of like be a spokesperson for this initiative called the National Start Walking Day. I said, absolutely, because uh, it is close to my heart, as I said. And interestingly enough, you guys, I always thought that, you know, I have a propensity to have heart disease because my parents did. Yeah. Well, up to 90% of uh, heart disease can be turned around by lifestyle. So you can be healthier, just changing your lifestyle. It's never too late to do that. I mean, if you're one of those people that's a smoker now, you sit on the couch, it's not too late for you to get your butt off no, the couch, grab your dog with his leash, and take a walk. And it's good for your heart. And, and that's, it's so simple just to take a walk. And a lot of people have told me, says, well, what can walking do? I've got to join a gym. I've got to have all this strenuous exercise. And yes, that's good to be able to do all that stuff. But studies have shown that just 30 minutes of, of walking, brisk walking, and it doesn't have to be in one bout. You can break it up throughout the day incrementally, and uh, you can actually cut heart disease in half. That's pretty dramatic yes. if you could cut it in half there. Yes, quite a absolutely. Bit. Do you do this every day, or is this just today that you're doing this? Oh, I do this every day. I mean, in fact, hey, I'm in show business. Yes. My, life's a, my life's a treadmill. Come on. But, uh, you know, there are times, you guys, when I'm in the studio sitting down or behind a mic or whatever all day long, so even I have to say, okay, get out there, go for a little walk for five, ten minutes, whatever it might be, um, and stay healthy. And get a dog. If you don't have a dog, go out and adopt a dog and take it for a walk. Sing in puppy love. And they call this puppy love. There you go. Thanks so much, Donnie Osmond, joining us on Animal Radio. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. I said enough! Hey gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. This is Animal Radio Network. Welcome back to Animal Radio, one 405 Hal and Judy, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, joining us at one 405 8405 you got to say the numbers a lot. You know, We actually got an email last week. They said, well, what is your number? You don't say it enough, so I'm saying it every couple of minutes there. Slow down. Say it a little bit slower. one 866 one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And I also getting and thank you. And I also getting a lot of emails from the people asking me, oh, well, are you, are you real or not real? I gotta tell you, I'm very real. The whole Michigan knows me. I'm real. I am dealing with the lost cases. But before we go into that, and because I would like to talk a little bit about, you know, so many people calling and asking about those problems, I would like to ask you how, uh, what happened? Why you broke my uh, hot interview? I mean, I know so many, every time when I'm on the air, uh, your phone is on hook. Uh, what happened? Why you abrupt my interview? Well, I was waiting here for 20 minutes. Even President Bush never even assumed to even to break uh, interview with the Putin. I mean, and you did it to me. What happened? Well, you know, Donnie Osmond is a is a legend, pretty much. And so yes. when he says, uh, when who, who, who is he? Dot, dot, we discussed this. Donnie Osmond, the singer, puppy. Oh, love. okay. I'm yes. so sorry. Yeah. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Uh, okay. So, it's okay. It's okay. I remember I was raised by that music. I remember that. You know, when I was a child, we were singing that. 
you know, in our back room so the Soviet government would not hear it uh, because it would consider us the uh, West uh, foreign and hostile West culture, you know. Yeah, so you would, you would actually... Degrading our moral standards. Yeah, you would actually sing uh, Puppy Love in the, in the back room. In rooms, the back of the rooms, yeah. And they called it Puppy Love. I can't, uh, no, I can't picture you doing that. Uh. <laughs> And honestly, my and honestly, my back room back in the Soviet Union was the was the front room too because my room was a little bit bigger than the typical Americans uh, crate. Not much so bigger than the room you have right now, right? Yes, it's a much bigger. Right now, I have a bigger crate in America. <laughs> and let me present a little bit my uh, producer, local producer, Dave. Hey, how's everything going? Hey, Dave, how you doing? Hi, Dave. Very good, very good. Yes, and he is a musician, and he loves that music, too. He was the fan of that person. Yeah, here's something for Vladdy. <laughs> I, I want to people know that the canine mom has the searching three rules to follow, and let's we again and again, let's we reinforce those three rules. Rule number one, never ever... Give any commands which you cannot enforce. I would like to translate it from Doglish into the English. Don't write any checks you can't cash. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Before, what I mean, before you open your mouth to tell your dog anything, please think what you will do if your dog will not. Mm. And after that, if you don't know, don't open your mouth. Mm -hmm. Rule number two. Once you said something, you have to follow through by all means. And rule number three. Never repeat yourself. If you say, sit, 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 the dog is hearing, huff, 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 huff. You know, do you know what the dog think when you're barking like this? Because you think you're sick and say in English, the dog hears that sound. It's just submissive dogs bark that way. Dominant dog bark, and follow through. So the dogs early in their life learn just by barking like that. That's not the way for them to get what they want. I always tell my clients, you have to be like the Putin to your dog. Putin control even the weather back in Russia. If he wants to do the fishing and the weather is bad, he calls the KGB and say, hey, I don't like that weather. They shoot something in the air and it's now a sunny day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Please, people, if I could give you my best possible advice. You see, I love my pets no less than you. I don't want you at any degree you think, any roughness involved and anything else, but there is some subtleties. And all those subtleties... It is basically based to or, or lean toward one simple thing. As soon as you are giving to your dog any commands, you automatically assume this position of authority. If your position has no base for that, you will never be able to change the things. People, please, stop be looking for the, uh, the short-term solution to your long-term problems. Get down to the real issue. And the real issue is you have a lack of authority in the relationship with your pets. I've got a quick well, a little question for you. It's kind of a personal question. You need to ask the permission first because you're in, in European school here, not an American school. Oh, great, so Vlade, the world-famous <laughs> Russian dog wizard, please enlighten me. I, I okay. need to know because ever since your first week on Animal Radio, the phones have been ringing off the hook. But one out of every like three calls, uh -huh. they don't have any dog questions. It's <laughs> it's a gal who's 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 attracted to you. You know what I mean? You 
<laughs> I, I know, I know. Some people think the part of my success in my blue Russian eyes. But I've, it may be, it may be part. I mean, you have to have some type of appearance and to be popular in this country. You think that President Clinton became president just because he was a great uh, guy? I mean, he was a handsome guy. So it's, it's a part of the thing. I'm pretty sure these gals are attracted to your accent. It's, it's the Russian accent. We've even had, I gotta tell you, we've even had some guys that are attracted. And they've been wow, that, yeah. that sounds dangerous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really dangerous. Can you teach <laughs> me any, any kind of Russian phrases that I might use? You want me with to teach you bad words or something? <laughs> because, uh, you know, most of my famous clients, uh, you know, like uh, uh, hockey players here from Red Wings, and when I spoke with their wives, they say, oh, yeah, I mean, the Russian guy just, my, my husband just learned the bad words, the, in, like the first priority. I think it's how the people learn the foreign language. No, let me teach you a couple of Russian. <laughs> Okay. Good Russian words. Good Russian you have words. to say "спасибо." It Sp- means "спасибо." It means "welcome." Spicyba. Spicyba. Good. So you can. Well, you, you you like speak like you are uh, Italian blood or pure blood Russian. Exactly. <laughs> You're well bred. You can take it as compliment. Spicyba. It's animal Spicyba. radio. And my answer will be "пожалуйста". Pajalasta. 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 It means "welcome." Pajalasta. Hey, uh, when I gonna when I gonna move with you in the southern California together? We gotta sit down in the nice Russian restaurant, have some good Russian vodka with KVR. I gonna teach you a lot of interesting things about that back country. Ooh, I, you'll hear a lot of interesting things out of Hal if you give him some Russian vodka. Yes, and of course. That'll all be right here on Animal Radio. <laughs> We're out of time. one 405 8405 You can call that number all week. Set up a time to speak with Vlade, or you can uh, send us your email at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com if you want to get in touch with Vlade. Links from animalradio.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, if you're like me. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? Dick Van Patten, hold on a second. If you're like me, you're Gen X. You you grew up uh, easier times. There were no terrorists. You didn't go to school with... Uh, with uh, metal detectors at the front gate. You could almost be my grandson. Well, you know, this is what I wanted to say, is that uh, I was brought up in a time with absentee parents. They were both working. Guess who was my dad, Dick? Oh, the eight is enough. Yes. <laughs> Tom Bradford. Yes. I knew him well. Did you, really? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Dick Van Patten is joining us, and when I found out my role model for my dad... Well, I knew I knew that you'd been representing what is it? Natural, natural balance. Natural balance, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the natural balance line, the eatables for dogs. Well, Do you, first of all, it's, I, I don't represent natural balance. I own the company. This is your company. Yeah, You're I started like, it in 1989. And it's doing real good. It's a holistic food, you know? Uh-huh. Well, now, okay, so you're not a figurehead. You obviously wanted to start this for a reason. What What was the reason? Well, it sort of it started by accident. I'll explain it, okay? I was on the... In 1989, I was on the John Davidson show just as a guest. You know, he had a talk show. Uh-huh. And at lunchtime, we ate, and the, 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 the band, the drummer on the band sat next to me. And we started to talk, and he told me he rescued animals, and I told him that I did too. And he said he had an idea of making a holistic dog for cat food. 
And I said, gee, that's a good idea. I play tennis with this woman veterinarian. I mentioned it to her in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, I mentioned it to her, and her eyes lit up. And she said, that's a great... See, there were no holistic foods then. Mm-hmm. And she said, I could make up a terrific food that's, you know, very good. And she did, and we got it on the market. And it was a struggle in the beginning, but now it's gone through the roof. It's all over the world, and it's doing real good. Well, everyone's being very conscious now of what they're feeding their animals because they are now family. But, you know, I heard my competitors say, our food is so good that humans can eat it. Well, that's not true because dog and cat food is made in a plant where they make food for animals. So I knew that that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So I made this food in a plant where they make food for people. Wow. And so this food can be eaten by a human being. So you can sit and dine with your dog or cat. <laughs> okay, well, in just a minute, I'm going to try some. You, you actually tried the Irish stew. Oh, it's very good. I, but I, there's the Chinese takeout. That's what I'm going to try. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, my question is, what wine goes with the Chinese takeout? Is it white wine or red wine? <laughs> No, we like the white wine. With the, the white wine. Okay, you know okay. But with the Irish stew, the red wine. <laughs> they can opener. They didn't bring us a can opener. Oh, okay. it's very difficult to eat it without opening. Yeah, we're we're getting one right now. Judy is heading off uh, to to grab a can opener. Well, I'm going to be trying. Very brave of you, but you will like it. I promise. Well, like I said, it's not really brave because if I feed it to my animals, first of all, my animals are licking my face. If I can't uh, eat what they're eating, then what I'm kind trouble. of animals do you have? Well, we have the studio cats here, oh. and we have all of us have dogs at our houses. Uh-huh. Now, do you have this for cats? Yeah, we have it for cats, too. Is it the same for cats? No, it's different. Cats are very funny. You know, cats will eat anything that doesn't have meat in it. Right, they have to have the protein. They have to have meat. Uh-huh. But dogs are like us. They'll eat ice cream, they'll eat cake, they'll eat cookies. You know, cats will. They'll only eat something that has meat in it or <laughs> fish. And they don't have that sweet receptor either, so they don't like sweet No, they things. don't like your cake or ice cream no. or anything like that. Uh-huh. Cats are very interesting anyway. Dogs are like, they like everybody, they're your friend. Well, cats are more discriminating. If you can get a cat to like you, <laughs> it's more of an achievement, I think. Well, you know, I've always used cats to test out boyfriends. If my cat liked my boyfriend, I knew they had to be a <laughs> You know what this, this looks like here? I've just opened it up, and it looks like soup. Yeah. It looks like soup. Is that potatoes at the top? Vegetables and chicken. This is the Chinese takeout. This is for dogs. And there's a lot of vitamins in it and minerals. You know, there's more vitamins and minerals in dog and cat food than there is in people food. Okay. Wow. What I have here in this spoon fill, and well, I'm going to turn on the webcam if we can do this. I'm watching him. Okay. Uh, is a, you'll see, Judy, corn and potatoes uh-huh. and peas. This is dog food. That smells great. Good too. Dog. Okay. <laughs> Well, I hope you like it. Wouldn't it be embarrassing if you hate it? I, you know what? I'd have to disown you. This my... <laughs> oh, no, I'm just holding my breath. Okay, okay. Well, here he goes. Okay, good luck. Oh, please like it. Very, very good. It's you know, tasty, isn't it? I'd like to heat it up. And there's no aftertaste. It's really good. Uh-huh. That tastes very good. It tastes like... It ta- I'll tell you what it tastes like. If you take... A thick, good soup at the at the store, and you make it better. I'd like to heat this up. This is what it, I don't know why you call it Chinese takeout because I don't get the Chinese there, but it is very well, good. It has a different slant to things. It is uh-huh. very, very good, and I would feed it to my animals. Well, good. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Well, what, did you think I wasn't going to say that? Well, you never know, you know, if you what? didn't like it. But I was pretty Have you sure tried you'd it? Like it. Have you tried it? Oh, yes. I've, I, I eat it all the time. You know, I can smell it over here. It smells really good. It's good. Hungry. There's nothing bad in it. Uh-huh. It smells exactly like really, really good. Oh wow! Homemade soup. 
Okay, you know, how's usually the taste tester? And I I never do it, but I tell you, this is the first time I'm going to do it. (laughs) First time here on Animal Radio, folks, that I've ever eaten. I always have how to eat This is very unusual. Yeah, so I never do this. Turn the webcam over there. Good? You like it? I'm licking my lips over here. That's good. I'm so happy you like it. That was very tasty. So Tom Bradford did not let you down? No, No, absolutely not. Uh, you're still my father figure. Uh, life. Great. Are you doing anything on TV? I'm doing that show next week, uh, that 70s show. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. We'll look I'm for that. I'm just doing a guest shot on that, yeah. Well, uh-huh. that's good because then you don't have to spend too much time working, but you still get to dabble. How about pets at home? What kind of pets at home do you have? I only have cats. Really? I have three cats. I don't have, I've lived all my dogs. Uh-huh. But uh, I have three cats, and they're wonderful. They're very territorial. You know, they're jealous of each other, but other than that, they're fine. <laughs> you know, they're you know where the cats are. Yes. Okay, Dick, I actually have three cases. You you were nice enough to send us three cases of this to give away yeah. to our listeners to try out. Of course, not the listeners themselves, of course. They're animals. one 405 8405 Okay, the Hopo Chili. I have a case of this. What is this, Dick? Oh, that's so good. It's so tasty. It's, uh, you know, it's a regular chili, and they're going to like it a lot. They won't be disappointed. And uh-huh. I also have a case of the Irish stew. Which the I've Irish been... stew is my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, your personal favorite. <laughs> that is my personal favorite. And when I tried out uh, the Chinese takeout one case, one 405 8405 right now. Okay. We appreciate you spending time with us today. Oh, uh, me too. I appreciate you calling me. And maybe we could do it again sometime. I'd love to. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. <laughs> What's the app? one 405 Who's this? Hello? Hello. Hi. Um, this is Denise from Brigham City. Hi, Denise. Hi there. Um, this I, my cat, who's an indoor-outdoor cat, uh-huh. has bumps on her chin. Mm. And she itches them. And she likes me to itch them, but they're gross. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Hal knows the answer to this one. Yeah, I do. All right, what color are they? Do you know? Black. They are black. Well, black and red. Okay. They. This is what's called feline acne, and it's actually pretty common. No, and, sir. Yes. If you've just recently changed the food bowl, a lot of times cats are allergic to the food bowls. What are some other reasons? Well, they're, they're allergic to the plastic food bowls. Okay. So you want to have like a ceramic bowl because when they're eating, their chin is touching their bowl, and that can cause it to, you know, get a little dirty and cause acne while they're eating. So you want the ceramic bowls. What about, um, can I use stainless steel bowls? Yes. Yes. Yes, those will Okay, work. good. But the best thing right now is you want to take care of it because you don't want it to get infected. Should it get infected, it could uh, be dangerous. Clearasil. Actually, not Clearasil, but Stridex. Or no, sir. Hydrogen Stridex peroxide, yes. both of those will work, and those are uh, not too harsh for cats. And you just rub a little underneath their chin every couple of nights. If it keeps going on, you want to go to the vet and make sure it's taken care of with an antibiotic. Oh, okay. Hold on one second. one 405 The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. You're not finally something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A 47-year-old German man had been drinking a bit when he thought he'd play a little prank on his friend's dog. He got down on all fours and began eating out of his friend's dog's dish. 
The dog, who evidently didn't like pranks, watched for a few minutes before attacking the prankster and biting his face so severely that he needed to be rushed to the hospital. Police spokesman Klaus Lachman explained that he didn't want to give out too much information about the dog food eating patient because he was already embarrassed with all the media attention he'd been getting. Klaus did say that the face was a very sensitive part of the body and that he wasn't aware that the patient was missing any body parts. He also added that he couldn't quite grasp the motive and that he had never actually thought of eating dog food himself. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans. Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Genoflora for pets. A safe and effective probiotic formula for your furry four-legged family member. Genoflora for pets. Helps control yeast and candida. Strengthen the immune system. Improve digestion. Regulate bowel movements. Give your pet the gift of good health. Genoflora for pets. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-498-6640. That's 1-800-498-6640. For Geniflora. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1 866 405 8405. You want to get in touch with us or talk to Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. You said you didn't know who Donny Osmond is, right? Had no idea. No idea whatsoever. No, no clue. I just, you know, I came in this country. I have no idea who she, what she was doing. And, uh, you know, then just, you know, like the puppy. And they called it puppy love. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it big in Russia? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Even in the Soviet Union, we were singing that song. Yeah, well, that's uh, Donnie and his, his sister. I so apologize. I didn't know that. Donnie, you are the star. You are as popular in Russia like I am almost in the United States. Russia... Russia, a very different place than the United States and where you live now in Michigan, right? Exactly, exactly, guys. I mean, you you sometimes too complicate the things. You see, you know, right now this presidential election of the dog fights, you know, back in Russia we knew who would be president long before. You know, we don't need to have all this nervous system, you know, b- breakdown. You know, like... Um, 
President Putin, you know, I mean, I know as much he's hate somewhere here, as much he's loved there. You know why? Because he stand up, he stand up for interests of its country and he stand up for the people. I tell my clients sometimes, listen, people, you have to talk to your dog at least. Do you see how the Putin talks to the bush all the time? He talks, she talks with authority. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to be the Putin at least to your dog. Otherwise, you know. Now, Bush answers like. <laughs> <laughs> you have to exude power and authority. Basically, what you just said, Putin said to the Bush first time, listen, Bush, I am not the, you are not the prosecutor, I am not the suspect. You are not the teacher, and I am not the student. I represent a great and powerful country. Or we understand that, or discussion is over. You know, how many times pet owners try to negotiate with the pets? Oh, Billy, please do that. Uh, don't do that, please. Uh, please behave, or something like that. I normally tell my clients, time of talking has gone. Time of acting has come. one 405 Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Bob from California. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. How You're are you today? Very good, thank you much. You're on with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, Bob. How are you doing? How are you doing Good, today? good, good, Bob. Good. good. I'm doing hey. wonderful. Good. Hey, I got a little dog, and he's he's a good little dog, but uh, every so often I uh, somebody will give him a treat or something, and he'll get real aggressive. I mean, he'll, he won't let you get near it. It okay, happened Bob. just here. Bob, let me respectfully stop to you. I would like to give you questions. You give me answer. Let's do this way. So I need to sometimes be like analytic KGB agent, try to figure out what is the problem is. So what is the breed? What is the breed you have? Oh, he's a Yorkie uh, Maltese mix, a little little terrier. Oh, a little terrorist. Okay. Yeah. What is the what is the sex, male or female? I guess she's the bitch. Male. He's a male. Oh, okay. Okay, male. Okay, male, um, uh, Maltese, and with whom you said? Yorkie. Yorkie, okay. Uh, did you pick that dog out of highway you rescue or got from the breeder? Uh, we, no, we got from some, from some people. At what age? Uh, he's five, over five now. Oh, but when you got, got as a puppy? Oh, puppy, yeah, a real little puppy. Six weeks or eight weeks? Eight. Eight, okay. Yeah. Now your question? Well, he, I, I, every, every so often somebody will give him a treat of some sort. I can give him treats all day, but all of a sudden somebody will give him a special treat, like uh, the FedEx lady come the other day to the door, and he, she, she, he was barking, so I opened the door and she handed him a treat. Well, he got so he's, he's had that treat for two days now, and he's aggra just aggressive. I mean, you reach down, he wants to take your finger off. He's okay. just as aggressive as can be with that little treat. You know why? Because because what happening is, is somebody is giving him treats when he is not in a mood to take those treats. He's agitated. He's excited. He's uh, frustrated because it caused freedom frustration through the through the through the door. So what you need to do, you need to put him in the crate before you opening the door. And I would like you to call five, six your friends, including that uh, lady from uh, that, uh, you said, Fed, 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 Fed Express or Mailman. But make sure, put your dog in the crate. Uh -huh. And now, let me tell you the secret which comes basically, it's called double conditioning from Russian academic Pavlov. 
You remember the Russian academic Pavlov made the dog salvate, not even just when the doorbell were um, uh, ringing, but even when the people with the white lab coat was entering in the house. And your dog goes nuts when somebody entering uh, your house. So it's easy to redo it. It calls reconditioning. Reconditioning means to make your dog to love what he hates. How are we going to do it? We're going to put your dog in the crate. Uh, it should be not plastic. It should be a very open crate. You know, you will invite somebody comes in. That someone should hold in his hands back of the treats. But it should be very special one. You can use American cheese. Normal American dogs love American cheese. You also use a Polish kalbasa with garlic. Something what the dog would die for. But whatever you have must come in cellophane bag because when the people um, opening it up it cellophane make noise so the dog knows it's coming it's like if you're opening your uh, pull the drawer or something uh, uh, opening some door the dog knows a cookie is coming or something else the dog is very good about it mm-hmm. so somebody knock the door the dog, you know what you should mm-hmm. do you should momentarily smack the crate not the dog please <laughs> with your right hand as you make the sound ah! like stop it but don't say no use this noise because you say ah! in english in doglish means which means don't move i'm going to bite so I want you, it sounds silly, but it works. I want you suddenly reach over, smack sideways. You don't want to raise your hand. You don't want to scare. You want to just startle, into the attention. Because the dog is deaf. The dog is so occupied. Bark, 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 bark. Doesn't hear, doesn't, doesn't see anything. So you startle, into the attention. And after that, say, good boy, good girl, whatever you have there. And allow the person come in. When the person come in, he needs to make the noise with the special treats, which is uh, or kielbasa or American cheese coming out. And momentarily, sidewise approaching, no bending over, side, sidewise, kneel down. I mean, literally, the person's butt needs to be next to your dog's nose. You know why? Because the dogs like to sniff strangers' butts. When they sniff the butts, it means they go to Yahoo, Google, and do all investigation. No eye contact, just sniff the dog's butt, the person sideways, yes, that's right, giving the treats, and you say, good boy, at any time he barks, you're the bad cop. You smack the crate, the person is the good cop. He's giving kalbasa or American cheese. You do five, six times, and after that, you can do it not in the crate. It's going to work as the man. Magic. Wow. Okay. Okay. Thank you for calling one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. So you're saying when my dog smells another dog's butt, he's actually googling him, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, you it. Know, and the person and the dog who's sniffing another dog's butt, that dog is the boss. Just would like to let you know. <laughs> Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, exclusively uh, on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. A car crash puts a man on a mission about pet safety. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. On a frigid February evening, Thomas Rodriguez climbed behind the wheel of his Oldsmobile with his seven-year-old miniature poodle, Holly, perched in his lap. The pair was headed to visit a friend in a nursing home. They did not count on hitting a patch of ice. We were in a head-on collision, remembers Rodriguez, 75, a retired airline employee. I was okay, but Holly was sitting on my left leg when it happened, and the airbag came right out and hit her. I could hear her whimpering. And I thought, oh my God, I've broken her neck. 
Rodriguez asked the police officer at the scene to call an ambulance. He said, are you hurt? No, not for me, for my dog. Please call an ambulance. I'll pay for it. But he could not call an ambulance for a dog. So a passerby rushed Rodriguez and Holly to the Animal Emergency Center where the severely injured poodle was treated for the next several days. Now fast forward four years. She's completely blind since the accident, said Rodriguez, who has made it his mission to educate the public about the dangers of dogs riding in cars with airbags. People strap their children in the back and they protect them, but we don't think about our pets. Veterinarians often see dogs who've been driving down the road with their heads sticking out the window and they get a bug in their eye or other foreign debris. Sarah drives with her Cavalier King Charles Spaniel sitting in her lap. She just loves the Cavalier sitting in her lap and giving her little kisses as she drives. Well, perhaps she should talk to Rodriguez. If he had his way, all dogs would ride in the back seat, secured with safety restraints. Holly now travels strapped inside a carrier in the back seat, and Rodriguez says it doesn't bother her at all. It also means one less potential distraction while I'm behind the wheel. The use of such car safety devices for pets is a growing trend, says the APPMA. Pet stores now offer a variety of travel safety devices for dogs, including dog safety harnesses, seat belts, and booster chairs that allow little dogs to see out the window. I don't think we can ever be too safe with our children or our animals in the car. You and I wouldn't think about riding in a car without a seatbelt. For some people, their pets are like their children. Rodriguez says he takes his poodle now with him everywhere he goes. She can get around the house now. She uses her sense of smell, and she does pretty well. But it hasn't been an easy four years. Everywhere I go, I see people with their little dogs in the front seat, and I tell them my story. I tell them, put your dog in the back seat. Put her in a carrier. Otherwise, you're going to cry your eyes out. For the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Richard Karn from Home Improvement, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now remember to spray and neuter your dogs. <laughs> it's a good idea to spray and neuter your animals. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. Plans to increase off-leash parks have resulted in all-out war between dog lovers and dog haters in Australia's largest city, Sydney. Anti-dog people threatened to lay meat laced with crushed glass around the parks, claiming that parks should be for people and kids, not dogs. A dog owner reportedly countered by suggesting glass be put in baby food to see how the dog baiters like that. In the ensuing debate, the dog haters were forced to acknowledge that hundreds of Sydney parks already have shared amenities, the most popular being ones where fences surround playgrounds, helping parents to stop toddlers from straying. It's Donkey Day in Britain! Well, not officially, but I reckon if you were a donkey, there's cause for celebration because from now on, donkeys won't have to carry anyone weighing more than 110 pounds. Under a new national code of practice, the hard-working UK donkeys are guaranteed at least one day a week off, plus they won't have to show off their foals to tourists. 
It takes two to tango, but it seems in the crustacean world it pays to have moves more like Justin Timberlake if you want to procreate. Marine biologists from the Georgia State University in Atlanta discovered that because blue crabs have trouble locating each other in underwater seagrass, the male crabs have developed a crazy type of dance that pushes their pheromones through the water to bring out would-be lovers. Mind you, the boys only boogie if they've already caught a sniff of a fertile female. And lastly, they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. In Abu Dhabi, they're about to hold a special beauty pageant for camels. 10,000 of the beasts of the desert are tipped to compete. Why so many? Well, because incredibly, the prizes are worth up to $8 million in cash and include 100 cars. You just have to wonder why beautiful camels are considered worth so much more than gorgeous girls. That's our news wrap-up. I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio news update. Get more at animalradio.com. And welcome back to Animal Radio, you lucky devil, you. America's most listened to pet talk with Hal and Judy. It's like a morning show for pet lovers. We're everything animal. 1-866-405-8405. What's on your mind? How's your pet doing this weekend? Hi, who's this? Chuck. Hi, Chuck. How you doing? Pretty good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from... uh Waynesboro, Virginia. Waynesboro, Virginia. And what can we do for you today, Chuck? I've got a number of dogs, and, you know, I sometimes feed them uh, a cooked chicken, whatever have you, mixed with their dry food. But sometimes I add pork. Is that okay for a dog? Sure. Sure, unless they're a religious dog. A Friday <laughs> night, maybe not. Somebody was told me pork is not good for dogs. I'm going, well, since when? I mean, <laughs> obviously they must have hunted and ate them when they were on the road, you know. Yeah, well, there are better meats, but... Yeah, just be careful that there's not a lot of fat on it. Yeah, exactly. I, I realize that. And, yeah, I, w- I would still limit the amount of, you know, table scraps and human food that you are feeding them. There are, believe it or not, very well-prepared commercial dog foods. You just have to be careful and look for the right product. But if you feed them a good commercial product dog food that has, you know, meats and stuff listed at first ingredients, and I think it would be actually healthy and a better diet for your dog. It all has to be done in moderation. Yes. Well, that's what I do. It's like a special treat for them. I don't uh, constantly feed them meat, uh, except for chicken. I, I boil chicken for them. And I mix that with their dry food. Uh, you know, skinned, of course, but uh-huh. uh, uh, I seem to prefer that. Yeah, as an occasional treat, I really don't think it's going to hurt them. Just don't give them a lot of fat. That is an occasional thing. You know, it's nice to treat our animals every once in a while. <laughs> they sound like lucky dogs. As a matter of fact, one of them is lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hold on one second there. We're going to send Lucky. And what's the other one's name? Uh, Sunny. Lucky and Sunny will send him a little gift, okay? Well, thank you. Thanks for calling Animal Radio. one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dog care. 
I'm Jan Sluzer in San Francisco, where the Board of Supervisors has made it a law. Many people that have backyard dogs aren't really malicious, angry, and vindictive people. Mainly, they just don't understand that dog needs more than just to be set free in the backyard to fend for himself. Carl Friedman, director of San Francisco's Department of Animal Welfare and Control. There are 110,000 dogs in this city, with almost 700,000 humans. The new ordinance is aimed most at those backyard dogs Friedman was talking about, which sometimes chained, stay alone much of the time. The law requires dog guardians, as they are called here, to provide a standard dog house, comfortable bedding, clean water in a non-tippable bowl, and nutritious food. Tethering is discouraged. Friedman says the new law will help prosecute dog abusers. When we do take this to the criminal judicial system, you really have to have things defined well. Despite all the troubles plaguing the world, Friedman says the Board of Supervisors was right to put time and energy into the issue of abused dogs. These animals need help and they need it now and it shouldn't be mutually exclusive. We can't wait to solve all our problems before we put together any animal welfare enhancements. That's simply wrong. Before the final vote to pass the ordinance, it was amended to exclude homeless with dogs. Street Reaction is supportive of the new Creature Comfort Law. San Francisco being the city it is, we care about others and that includes, of course, animals. And if it's to their benefit, I don't see why there'd be any resistance to it. There should be legal proceedings and punishment for people who mistreat animals. Totally, go for it. If it gives our animal control some tools to use for really abusive situations, it's probably, at the end of the day, not a bad idea. I mean, on the face of this, it looks silly. But when you stop and think about it, it's probably not a bad idea because they probably don't have adequate tools. So it's too bad you have to pass the law, but that's the way the system works. San Francisco joins Los Angeles and counties in Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Arizona, which have similar laws. Jan Sluzer, San Francisco. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I like to think of myself as fairly well-informed as far as animals go, at least, because mm-hmm. that's my job. Uh, but I didn't know until recently that in 1989, the Denver City Council enacted an ordinance making it unlawful to own, possess, keep, exercise control over, maintain, harbor, transport, or sell within the city any pit bull. And uh, that was, of course, defined by Denver as any dog that is an American pit bull terrier. Back in 1989? That was 1989. I don't know if that's been overturned or not. I'm going to find out in just a second. We have author of The Pitbull Placebo, The Media, Myths, and Politics of Canine Aggression. We're happy to have author Karen DeLise on the phone with us. How are you doing? Pretty good, thank you. Is this Denver Act still on the books? Absolutely. So anywhere in Denver you can't have a pitbull is what you're saying? Nope, not at all. Okay. Well, this is very strange. Now, I've always thought it has nothing to do with the breed. It has everything to do with the owner or the guardian that's raising the animal. Well, the book is about how um, certain breeds of dogs have acquired certain reputations over the last uh, century and a half. And the role that uh, the media and rumors um, have played in these reputations, and more recently the role that politicians have played in dogs acquiring these ferocious um, reputations. These reputations are fairly undeserved. 
Well, yeah, because, um, you know, each uh, generation or so, it's, it's another breed of dog. And um, so, and it's, there's this image that we like to have of, of the super predator. And it's fed into by many different means. It's fed into by the media, by the portrayal of dogs as vicious, by certain people acquiring them because they buy into this uh, image. And then, of course, what they do is they want their dogs to behave this way. So they um, encourage this behavior. So it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And they could do this with a chihuahua if they wanted to, right? Absolutely. You can do it. You know, all dogs are predators. You know, there's this perception that, you know, there's this huge difference in breeds and that pit bulls are uniquely different from other breeds of dogs, which is the basis for all these breed bans, which, of course, um, dog people know that, that that's not true. Mm. But, um, you know, the public... Uh, buys into this when they're constantly assaulted w- with these pit bull stories and when the politicians are out there and they're constantly saying these um, outrageous things about pit bull behavior. Um, and they're not qualified to speak of it, but that doesn't usually stop them. It becomes conventional wisdom that really isn't wisdom. I'm looking in the back of the book, and you have a list of dog attacks that were reported in the U.S. newspapers from 1960 to 1975. Just glancing through those pages of it, I see the majority being German shepherds. Yeah, that's and I don't what really... I thought. Yeah, there's cycles. Um, you know, this is the, the pit bull is the sad breed today. It's a sad, bad dog. You know, 30 years ago, it was the German Shepherd and the Doberman and the Great Dane. And prior to that, um, back in the 1800s, it was the Bloodhound. It took, it took decades for the Bloodhound to lose its ferocious reputation. Um, and it took the German Shepherd. The German Shepherd is a little kind of um, unique case because um, they, Rin Tin Tin, which I go into in the book, had a meteor kind of turned around the image of the German mm-hmm. Shepherd because they were used in positive functions, meaning a search and rescue, police work, the military, and, of course, Rin Tin Tin. And Buddy, the first C&I dog, was a German Shepherd. So um, that really helped the German Shepherd steer away from becoming um, this, vicious super predator that the pit bull is now viewed as today. The book is called The Pit Bull Placebo, The Media Myths and Politics of Canine Aggression. The author, Karen DeLees. If there's one message, Karen, that you can leave our listeners with other than pick up my book. Um, a dog is a dog. Um, and, you know, the owner decides what they're going to be. If they're going to be a companion animal, a guard dog, um, a danger to the community, uh, the owner decides. He picks what dog is Uh, what breed he chooses, and then he also decides uh, what the function of that dog will be. And we have to remember that. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog... At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. 
Your dog will thank you. Global Pet Finder is the world's first GPS location device for pets. Simply attach Global Pet Finder to your pet's collar and you can monitor your dog's location 24-7. Use our geofence feature or simply dial found from your wireless device. And every three minutes, Global Pet Finder will send you a message with your pet's exact location. For more information, visit us at www.globalpetfinder.com and find peace of mind today. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Hi, Animal Radio. Who's this? Yes, this is Janet Dunlap. Hi, Janet. How you doing? I'm doing fine. What's your question? How can we help you today? Well, I was wanting to ask you about vaccinations. I've got two dogs and several cats, but I have, I've never made a habit to vaccinate my cats because they have are inside. And um, I was just wanting to tell you that uh, the oldest one died last week and was just short of it, one month shy of its 20th birthday. That's, That's yeah. Life, yeah. Great. Right. And I was just wondering what the recommendations are for dogs because I had been told by some people that uh, you can over-vaccinate these dogs by, uh, you know, with the paw bow and different shots like that. And I wanted to get your get an input on that because I have been getting my dogs uh, vaccinated on a regular basis. You know, you could uh, ask so many people and get so many different varied opinions. There's so much controversy about this particular subject. Here at Animal Radio, we really encourage you to visit your veterinarian and ask them what is needed in your particular area. Even if they're inside dogs or inside cats, there are a couple of shots, rabies being one of them. In some states, it's required. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the law. And they're actually starting to really crack down on that, too. So there are certain vaccinations. I will agree with you. There's some veterinarians that really load them down. And there's some questions whether or not they can cause some kind of sarcoma, some kind of cancer later down the line. So you try to vaccinate as little as you can, but you definitely need to do the rabies. So when you take them in for the rabies, ask your veterinarian, what's the deal with my area? And these dogs are going to be inside dogs. And they'll probably give you the straight up. I've had two different vets tell me two different things oh, what are, in the area. What so, are they saying? Well, one of them is, is adamant to, you know, for every vaccination, you know, and sends you a card, you know, for every single vaccination. Mm-hmm. And um, the other one, which is a newer vet that come in, uh, uh, doesn't recommend uh, all them extra shots, especially for a small dog. You know, like a Yorkie or whatever, they said, you know, the, the problem is that you're going to over-vaccinate it. You know, give it its first set, you know, 
and then it's booster shot, and then, you know, and then wait for two or three years, you know, but don't do it on a yearly basis. Now, as far as the cats are concerned, the cat that just passed away, um, I had its baby shots given to it and have had absolutely no more shots, and that cat was just a month shy of its 20th birthday, and I have two other cats that's 16. If they're indoor, I wouldn't worry about getting them all that extra vaccination. A lot of the other diseases that cats can get are from coming in contact with other cats. And if your cats don't interact with any outside cats, you really don't need all those unnecessary extra vaccinations. However, your dogs, if you take them out to dog parks, if they get out, you always have to worry about even your indoor cat. If it happens to get out and runs into an animal that has, you know, some kind of diseases. There's always that concern. I would go with the younger vet's uh, opinion right there personally. I think he's probably a little more straight on. Okay, thank you. one 405 20 years old. That's a, that's a lengthy time for a cat to live. You celebrate that life there. You know, I once had a cat that lived to be 22 years of age. 22 years. 22 years. He was an old guy. What was the secret to his longevity? You know what I think it was? What? He loved asparagus. A spe- a cat that eats asparagus. I would give him asparagus all the time. And it was it's healthy for them. And welcome back to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy and her 23-year-old asparagus-eating cat. No, 22 years. 22. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Gabriel from Riverside. Hey, Gabriel. How you doing? Good. What can we do for you? Uh, I have a 27-year-old Siamese cat. You have a 27-year-old? Yes. God, wow. That's, that's pretty old. What do you attribute it to? Uh, I give him beer every week. You give him beer every <laughs> week? What, like a, a Corona and a Lime or something? <laughs> wow. Bud Light. Bud Light. I was going to say, does he have a preference? <laughs> well, I'm not condoning beer, yeah. but uh, you know they say that a uh, little wine once a week is, is good for the system. Yeah. Uh, sure, beer once a week. Hey, if, if your cat's living that long and is feeling good, more power to you. You're doing something right. What's your cat's name? Fluffy. Fluffy. <laughs> We're going to hook you guys up with some oh, goodies, boy. okay? Okay, thank it's, you. it's not going to be beer, you though. No, no beer, though, okay? Hold on one second. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio. Hal and Judy. And, of course, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Exclusive to Animal Radio. Vlade, what are the two biggest mistakes dog guardians make when they first bring the pet into the family? Thank you for bringing that question here. And let us, everyone, grab the pencil or pen and write it down because it's uh, vital for them. Number one, treating your dog as a human. You know, Hale, if I would immigrate second time in the United States, I would like to immigrate as the dog. Why? <laughs> because you, you give, uh, you, you basically treating your, 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 you're treating the people good, but you're treating your pets even better than the humans, you know? If I was the dog, I would not, I would never work, have a free life insurance, and I would love, uh, <laughs> I would live with uh, with you on your welfare, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know you would treat me as the human. I will treat you back as the dog. I strongly believe that democracy is the great things 
for most the people. I gotta emphasize, not for for everyone. You know me already, and your listeners know me. A lot of things, some some humans must be treated as the dogs before you can start to treat them as the humans. But when democracy comes to the dogs, you know what? <laughs> dogs need as much democracy as the penguins needs underwear in the Moscow winter. <laughs> and number two. Americans allow their dogs live on their welfare. Yes. People works dogs must have the job to do. Physical job and mental job. I would love everyone to do some physical exercise with the dog, not taking them for a walk because it's maybe exercise for you because your dog takes you for a walk. You have to walk your dog through structures, which is not allowed to pull you, not allowed to sniff. When you say, let's go, the dog goes. When it's time to play, to sniff, you say, okay, let's play, whatever it is. But if you say, let's go, it's got to go. So take the dog for a walk in structures, get your dog in the backyard, toss the ball, some Fetch is the great game because it's make your dog to work for you and you are the alpha and you are the leader. And number three, mental, excuse me, number two, which is part of the second question, is a mental exercise. I would like everyone put the leash and collar on their dogs, take your dog in your backyard, take your dog in your front yard or around your home. Let's go, sit, stay, calm down. One minute, sit, stay, people, takes as much energy as one mile to run. That is very important thing. So, if anyone has a questions, please give us a call at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This is the Vladi, world famous Vladi, I should say. Hi, who is this? Uh, my name is Brenda. Hi, from Brenda. Irvine. Calling from Irvine, California. Yes. Okay, you're on with Vladi. Brenda, hi. How can I help you? Well, I have a question. I have two American Bulldog pit mixes. Oh and boy! Okay. Highly, yeah, that one's a hundred pounds take, male. I already took a deep breath. Okay. Okay. One's extremely hyper. The female's extremely hyper, but the male's aggressive. And okay. do they hyper when they see other people? Uh, no, like, not with people. With um, with uh, the other with dogs. So hyper and male is also as aggressive. Am I right? Yes. Yes. And you and your question is how to fix it? Please. Okay. Uh, regarding aggressive, if that dog is already beat another dog or just uh, show up, like typically male is not really big harm down, but just show up. He bit one other dog. How badly? Um, no bad than a normal dog fight. And no scratches, no putting in the hospital, things like that. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Listen, if your dog played with another dog before, you can you can make him play it again. So what okay. I would suggest, first of all, before you do anything, you need to have a better control, put a more control on your dog. It can be achieved uh, through the solid obedience training. Check out DVD, Obedience for Life, from my website, RussianDogWizard.com. That's what will oh. teach your dog, be subordinate. Worry a little bit about you and your leadership rather than worry about in other things and be hyper toward in other dogs or humans. Now, Hyperactivities or dog ADD can be cured too very quickly if you will establish self-control in your dog. Listen, Brenda, when I see the beautiful woman down the street, 
you know, I am getting very excited too, but I have a self-control. So your dog must have self-control as well. And again and again, it is through obedience training. Now, if there is no way and he still wants to jump on another dog or get into the fight and some such and such, your dog must be corrected. I would suggest have a muzzle on your dog. Make sure put the muzzle before you bring to the dog park or anywhere else so the dog would use to the muzzle because I don't see you have it so bad case so you can probably do yourself and uh, put maybe a good uh, uh, pinch collar on your dog and leash and at any time when your dog even thinking about doing something bad sharply snap the leash as you make the noise ah! and if you did your obedience training before your dog is already see you as authoritative figure it will not take too much for you to get control over the situation but if oh. not your world will never change oh this world's got to change <laughs> Okay, so um, check out DVD. You, this is the starting point. Go ahead, Brenda. Real quick, um, you have a website. I heard you give advice on on um, giving a dog a job mentally and physically. Is that on the DVD? Sure. Uh, job physically, no. It's going to be on online TV or another DVD by name, Instant Solutions. As the bonus section from DVD, Instant Solutions. That's right. I mean... Trust me, you just start from the basic. You get the dog physical exercise, mental exercise, and your dog maybe will not want to do that because he will be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Tired kids sleep well, Brenda. Yes, and I want to thank you for your time. Thank you so much for your calling. If people want to pick up on your DVD, where can they get it? RussianDogWizard.com. RussianDogWizard.com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. And remember to spay and neuter, always adopt, and never declaw. This is Animal Radio Network.